We're the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, and you're listening to Sports Crunch with DCROM. This is Sports Crunch with D-Crom. I'm your host, David Cromwell. We are officially less than one month away from the 2022 NFL Draft. With most of the position groups already covered in the prospect overview portion of our Dash to the Draft series, it is time to begin our annual eight-stop Dash to the Draft divisional tour around the National Football League. And we begin this year's trip in the NFC North and joining us to analyze the draft needs of the Lions, Bears, Vikings, and Packers. It is a pleasure to welcome back Jeff Risden to the program. Jeff is currently the co-host of the Detroit Lions podcast. What's up, Jeff? Great to have you with us. Oh, thanks for having me, man. It's good to be back with you. Likewise, my friend. And uh, let's start off with the team that you cover for a living, the Detroit Lions. And uh, word since the combine has been that the Jaguars are intent on taking Aiden Hutchinson with the first overall pick. And should that happen, there are a lot of options for the Lions to consider at pick two. They could go with another great edge talent in uh, Trayvon Walker or Kayvon Thibodeau. They could opt to take arguably the best overall player in the draft in Kyle Hamilton. They could throw a wild curveball and take Malik Willis or potentially even trade back. What is the latest intel that you're hearing about the Lions' plans with that second overall pick? Yeah, they would be really disappointed if the Jaguars did take Aiden Hutchinson. I, I think that's a pretty safe pick. Hutchinson, you know, he fits exactly what they need. They need a they need a pass rusher. They need a guy who can who can be the catalyst for their defense. Um, he's local. He would certainly fit. Um, he's not a perfect prospect by any means, but I think he would be the best fit for them. There is talk of Trayvon Walker. There is talk of Kayvon Thibodeau. I have not heard anything internally from the Lions at any point in this draft process about Malik Willis. That doesn't mean they're not going to take him, but I've not heard that that's noise that's coming from the outside. Um, and it's, it's, it's very loud noise. It's, but it's not something that I, I will, I will need to see it to believe it. Let's put it that way. Um, it doesn't mean that I won't believe it when it happens, but I do need to see it to believe it first. Uh, Kyle Hamilton is also a very interesting one. Uh, I know the Lions were at his pro day at Notre Dame, which is uh, not far from where I am here. And uh, I know that he didn't run all that well there, but again, everything else was great. And uh, he, he's the number one player on my board. I personally would love to go with and get him because they need a safety. Like this is a defense that wants to run three safeties. Right now they have Tracy Walker and a bunch of guys who shouldn't be on NFL rosters. Brady Breeze is their number two safety right now. Um, they need They need a lot of help there. Uh, so, uh, th that would be, that would be a, a fine move with me as well. But uh, look, one of the things that we're learning, um, with this new regime of, of Brad Holmes and uh, John Dorsey, former Browns and Chiefs GM is also in, in the front office. Chris Spielman is in the front office. They're pretty good at playing their cards close to the vest right now. Nobody really has a good idea of exactly where they're looking. We have a pretty good idea that they do like Trayvon Walker. They do like Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, have a pretty good idea, actually, that they like Malik Willis as well. Uh, and it, they would love to trade back. They, this is a team that would definitely like to trade back three or four spots. It's a lot easier to get the same caliber guy, but whether it's Kyle Hamilton, you can probably get Walker or Thibodeau, whichever one doesn't go earlier at that point, too, and, and pick up an extra pick. They would absolutely love that. If, if somebody wants to come up and get Malik Willis and as, as a fan, I'm like, please, please, please come get Malik Willis at two. Give, give the line some extra picks, and, and, and we'll work with that. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that seems to be the, the general consensus right now of where they're at. 
Thank you so much for that inside information there, Jeff. And it's going to be very intriguing to see what the Lions end up doing with the number two overall pick, especially if the Jaguars do what's expected and take Aiden Hutchinson. And now on to the Chicago Bears, one of my two favorite NFL teams. And based on his first acts as uh, the Chicago Bears GM, it is very clear that Ryan Poles wants to completely overhaul this roster. And he said it loud and clear by trading away Khalil Mack to the Chargers. That said, the Bears have been relatively quiet in free agency, and they have pressing needs on both sides of the ball, including offensive line where they need two new starters, wide receiver where they need at least two to three more bodies, corner where they need a lot more depth at L, and they only have six picks to work with at this time. And therein lies the dilemma for Ryan Poles and the Bears in this draft. In your view, should Chicago mainly, if not solely, use this draft to surround Justin Fields with better protection and weapons, or should they almost equally focus on getting Matt Eberflus the players he needs to run his defense? You know, you said it. They don't have those draft picks because they went and got Justin Fields. So it makes sense to, to build that offense around him to maximize what you've got in Fields. I like Justin Fields a lot. I think he's going to be great, but you do need you do need to help him out a little bit. He needs, needs more than what he had last year. I personally would take the offensive line. I think it's a very good offensive line class, especially where they're picking. Uh, I, I like that. That, that, that. That's a fine range for them. Get a wide receiver later in the draft. It's you can you Look, there are wide receivers out there now in free agency that you can go get that, that can serviceably play for you. You're not finding a serviceable right tackle right now. You're not finding a serviceable center right now, um, unless J.C. Treader magically appears, which doesn't seem all that likely, but you never know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of building up the offensive line f- for fields, I think he's a guy that when he's in the pocket, he can he can slaughter a defense with average weapons if he's got protection. So that, that would be the direction that I would look. Yes, and given Ryan Pulse's history with the Chiefs and his history on the football field as an offensive lineman himself where he blocked for Matt Ryan at college, I think the Bears share your thoughts as well, Jeff. And now on to the Minnesota Vikings. And when they fired both Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman in January, many, if not most, believed that this was a team headed for a major roster shakeup. Turns out, the exact opposite happened because they just extended Kirk Cousins and they just signed Zadarius Smith in free agency. It is pretty clear that new GM Kwesi Adolfo Mensah and uh, new head coach Kevin O'Connell believe that the Vikings still have a roster that's fully capable of making a deep playoff run. Do you feel that way? And if not, what do the Vikings need to do in this draft to ensure that their roster fits that description? You know, it's interesting. We just talked about the Bears and the Lions, and they are not to where the Vikings are yet. And I think that there's a, a sense, and, and I know I know um, Kwesi from, from his days in Cleveland where I, where I covered the Browns as well, and this is a guy who's going to seize an opportunity if he sees it. And I think they do see it. Kirk Cousins, look, he, he takes an inordinate amount of grief from a lot of different fan bases, including his own. He's still a pretty good quarterback, and they've got good weapons around him. They, if, I would love the idea of them building up their offensive line. Um, I, I would like to see them get another cornerback or two. Uh, they, they've tried. They've had some hits. They've had some eh, misses on that. Uh, but I, 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 they're a team that I think is going to wind up playing from ahead a lot. So you're going to see it, uh, the opposing teams throwing at them a lot. If you can get me a playmaking safety that can cover the middle of the field there, uh, if you can get me a, a big corner on the outside who can match up some of the bigger receivers in the in the division, and with Devontae Adams leaving, there's one less that they have to worry about. I love I love Zadarius Smith. That's a brilliant signing on their part. They, they've made they've low key made some pretty nice moves this offseason. Uh, I I love the idea of them going for it and and pushing to be 
if if the Packers slip up at all, if Aaron Rodgers falls off at all, they can be right there and clean that up. And it, look, the the NFC is is West heavy, uh, but there's certainly room for a wild card team that can do some damage, and uh, they are well positioned to be that team. I would definitely agree with that. And speaking of Aaron Rodgers, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers, who are actually a big part of the wildest month of trades in NFL history as they traded Devontae Adams to the Raiders, as you just mentioned, for Las Vegas' first and second round picks this year. And that gives Brian Gutekunst four picks to work with in the first two rounds. Yet the Packers have a pretty bare cupboard of wide receivers as of now. It's pretty much Alan Lazard, who's uh, definitely not a wide receiver one, maybe not even a wide receiver two, and a bunch of nobodies, dare I say. Uh, do you think Gutekunst should be behooved to get Aaron Rodgers two wide receivers in the first round alone at 22 and 28 overall? Or do you think the Packers have needs on their roster that are almost equally as pressing? You know, we just talked about how Zadarius Smith left as well. They do still have Rashawn Gary. They do have they have some talent on that side of the ball, but you've got to be able to keep balance on that team. I, I do like their young secondary. I think they're well positioned there. So I think they can address their defensive front, um, getting getting a linebacker in there who can who can make plays inside and outside the box. I think is something that they can do. It's a very deep linebacker draft. So that's something they can do with a second or a third round pick, but they have to get a wide receiver. They got to get an alpha dog to replace Devontae Adams. You're not getting that. You might not even get that where they're at, but if they can get a Traylon Burks or a Garrett Wilson or a Chris Olave uh, or a Drake London, if he's healthy, that that's going to make Aaron Rodgers happy. And we all know that's the key to the, the Green Bay Packers success. So I would do that. You've got to get them. You've got to get him at least one top shelf receiving talent. I would, it's it's tough to get two in in that first round, but I wouldn't hate it. I really wouldn't. It, 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 look, if if it fits, if it, if they're the best players that are there, and they very well could be, it makes a lot of sense. It most certainly does, Jeff. And now it's time to play my favorite part of this uh, portion of our Dash of the Draft series. We're gonna let you play GM for all four of these NFC North teams in three round mock drafts, and we start with your hometown. Detroit Lions, and uh, let me get this uh, up for you a bit right here. All right. There we go, and the Lions are on the clock at uh, two overall, and uh, the Jaguars, uh, uh, let's see, they did take Aiden Hutchinson. So yeah, uh, you got Kyle Hamilton, Kayvon Thibodeau, or Trayvon Walker, or Malik Willis, and uh, yet that said, uh, no trades are allowed in this mock. All right, I'm going to take Kyle Hamilton. Because I th I think he th th look it's a it's a defense that desperately needs safety help. Aaron Glenn's defense works with safeties. They need a playmaker. Uh, uh, I'm I'm not too terribly concerned about his lack of of straight line speed at the combine or at his pro day. Everything else is great. I, I've seen him play in person. He 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 checks the boxes for me, man. So I'm taking Kyle Hamilton. That would indeed be a very good pick. I would have no objections to that whatsoever. And uh, we are be coming on the clock again at 32 overall. And the pick you got from the Matthew Stafford trade. And, uh, yeah. oh, you got some pretty good value here. Uh, Chris Olave is still on the board. Traylon Burks is still oh on the board. Yeah, you got Amaral St. Brown, who I really love, and uh, DJ Chark on a one-year deal. But you need more weapons for whoever your quarterback is. And... Uh, there's, There's a also a couple here. quarterbacks uh, here, uh, Kenny Pickett or Desmond Ritter. And uh, in terms of edge, let's see who's still here. Edge, uh, Arnold Ibikitti from Penn State uh -huh. is still there. Uh, you also have uh, Cameron Thomas from San Diego State. 
Uh, Logan Hall from Houston, although uh, he is more of a D tackle or 4I based on uh, people I've spoken with. I uh, would agree with that. Josh, <laughs> a good Josh one, though. <laughs> Kentucky, although uh, he, uh, his value is more in the late second, early third based on uh, people I've spoken to as well. Yeah. Uh, Jahan Dotson, if you want more Ooh, speed like in that. your uh, receiving core. Um, what is your pick, Brad Holmes? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm looking so. Dotson, honestly, is very intriguing. Um, I love his playmaking ability. The fact that he can win inside or outside and short or long. I, I like that a lot. That's diversity. That, that pairs very nicely with uh, with Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god, who is just phenomenal. One of the best receivers in the league, rookie or otherwise, over the last six weeks of the season. Uh, there's another guy there that's sitting, Chris Olave. I like that a lot, too. Uh, I'm... It is a good, just from looking at the board that we saw, and I know that I have picked two picks from now, I'm going to take Dotson here uh, because uh, I, I think he's the best impact player, player for what they need to do on offense. Jahan Dotson is the pick at 32, and we're back on the clock again at 34 overall. And uh, if you want to address uh, <laughs> the edge position here, Arnold Ebikitty from Penn State is still on the board. You know what? I like, ooh. I saw a linebacker there in Quay Walker that I like a lot. I also like Des. Well, Desmond, that's a little early for me for him. It's a little early for me. Uh, so Kenny Pickett, my thought on Kenny Pickett is I think he's going to be really good, but I'm not sure that he's any better than Jared Goff. And I'm take, if I'm taking a quarterback, I want somebody that I know is going to be better than Jared Goff. I don't feel that way about him yet. Uh, Traylon Burks is is very appealing, but and I'm surprised that he's still there. But I, I, I just took a wide receiver. I'm not going to double dip there. Um, who else we got here? Matt. Oh, Matt Corral. Okay. Uh, I'm taking Matt Corral. I don't think the lions would, but I'm taking Matt Corral because I think he's, he, he's the best quarterback in this class for me. Uh, and if I can get him there and, and plug it in, I've got a year to work with him before I, uh, I have to replace Jared Goff and in, in his contract. So I, I'm all in on that one. I like that. Yes, and this would also give the Lions a golden opportunity for next year where they could very well be in play for one of the top quarterbacks in next year's class. You could draft a, a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young, have them with Matt Corral compete for the starting job, and whoever loses the competition, you trade him and get more picks down the road. You know, that used to sound absurd, but we've, we, you, we've learned this in the last couple of years. You can do that now and maximize picks. It's not a bad concept at all. Um, it, it's something that, you know, people, if you said, if you would have said that to me five years ago, I would have told you you were crazy, but now brilliance. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and now we're in the beginning of the third round. If you want all to right. address the edge position, Josh Paschal from Kentucky. Um, uh, you also have uh, some linebackers here. Brian Asamoa from Oklahoma. Darian Beavers, who I absolutely loved at the Senior Bowl, is still there. Uh, He's a good one. Bari from uh, South Carolina. If you want a super freakish athletic linebacker, Leo Chanel from Wisconsin. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, there's a lot of good uh, – there's a lot of very good players. you got Channing Tindall here. I saw Isaiah Jackson Likely. As well. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to go – I don't want a running back, although Kenneth Walker is a really good value there. I, he's my favorite running back in this class. Um, I might have some bias because I live near Michigan State and I've seen him play a few times, but uh, I'm not a sporty, though. I'm going to take, uh, you know what, because because TJ Hawkinson is entering a time where they have to uh, figure out what they're doing with him and their tight end two right now is something called Brock Wright, I'm taking Isaiah Likely as, as the tight end. Uh, I, th I think he's a Dan Campbell kind of guy. 
he was a playmaker down in, in Mobile as well as, as we saw in person there. Um, he made one of the, the most spectacular plays of the entire week. Uh, volleyball setting himself a, a pass over a, a diving defender and uh, taking off for a touchdown. I want that in Detroit. Uh, they, they need receiving help. They certainly need tight end help, so I'm, I'm good with that. Yes, and uh, with a quarterback like Jared Goff, uh, going with a more two-tight end uh, formation I think would be very beneficial for a guy like him that uh, needs to get the ball out uh, quicker than usual. Yeah, definitely. And so we uh, at... we're back on the clock here at 97 or all. And... Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> He's at the bottom of the screen that we're looking at. Nick Benito from, from Oklahoma as a pass rusher. Let's scroll down a little bit more just to see who else is there. Well, Sam Williams from Ole Miss is still there. He's, but he has character issues. Yeah, he does, and I, I think that that would probably preclude him from the Lions. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep it as real as I can, even though I did take Corral. I don't Drake think Drake Jackson. Well. <laughs> Drake Jackson's a good one. Um, Jojo Domon's a, a good player too. Um, oh, Martin Emerson, I like him a lot as as a cornerback from Mississippi State. That's they did. They're gonna need pass rusher though. So Benito. I like him better as a stand-up outside linebacker, though, and that's that's not what they're running anymore. He's so bad against the run that it's tough to, to try strike that. I'm not a huge Drake Jackson. You know what? Give me Martin Emerson, the cornerback from, from Mississippi State. I'm going to build my secondary up. All right, so in this uh, three-round mock draft for the Lions, we came away with Kyle Hamilton, Jahan Dotson, Matt Corral, Isaiah Likely, and Martin Emerson. A pretty solid haul there. I'm okay Jeff. with that. I'm okay with that. We're, I, I, I definitely need some pass rush help, but uh, I'm banking on, you know, Charles Harris is back on the team. Romeo Okora is coming back from his torn Achilles. Julian Okora is still there. Hopefully they can scheme some things up. <laughs> Hopefully they can as well and now we are on to the chicago bears all right three round mock so uh the bears and broncos my two favorite teams we're gonna be on autopilot <laughs> gotta wait a little, little ways don't we <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's it i ain't wasting away I'm, I'm gonna be watching very intently to see uh what uh, everybody else does because it's uh, uh that's how i view the draft man it's a holistic kind of thing for me i i love football and I do too. I, I it's 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 our it's our disease, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a much needed disease given all the bad stuff that's going on in the world you right ain't now. Lying. You ain't lying. You ain't lying at all. <laughs> we are on the clock right. now with the Bears at thirty nine overall, and uh, if you want a wide receiver, Ooh. Sky Moore from Western Michigan is still there, and uh, if uh, Justin Fields uh, works very well with the shiftier receivers that could get open in a blink down the field, Sky Moore could very well be that guy. Uh, if you oh, want a uh, potential Smith. offense line with tackle guard versatility, you got a raw but super athletic Tyler Smith from Tulsa. Uh, you want corner depth, Kyler Gordon from Washington. You need, uh, you, you need another edge. Arnold Ibikitty still there. Christian yeah, Watson Christian is Watson. still on the board. Oh, my God. Bears, wow. if this board looks the way it this, does for the Bears at 39, looks... I'm trading back a couple spots and getting more picks if I'm Ryan Poles. Would you do the same uh, thing? Absolutely, because there's a lot of useful players here that don't don't necessarily differentiate. Like, is is the, the player that I'm taking here any better or worse than I'm the player that can get at 50? Probably not, based on the way that this board came out. Excuse me. I'm going to take Sky Moore here. Uh, like you said, he's a great fit for what Justin Fields likes to do. I think he fits very well into that that inside outside role um just a really good player i'm i'm i've, I've been impressed uh, i they technically western michigan is the closest d1 program to me 
I have seen them in person a lot. I like him a lot. This is a guy who's going to fight very hard to maximize what he is, and I like that talent. I like it a lot. And uh, the Bears uh, now have a uh, pretty barren board, uh, uh, barren right. in terms of like uh, offensive options, but uh, you still yeah. got some good defensive options here. If you want a guy who could be that three-tech in the Matt Eberflus defense, DeMarvin Leal is still here. If you yeah. want to take a huge gamble at upside, Tariq Woolen from UTSA still on the board. Jalen Petrie still on the board. Yeah. Uh, Roger McCreary. Uh, if you want a double dip at wide receiver, you get George Pickens. Uh, Matt Eberflus likes multiple linebackers in his scheme. Chad Muma of Wyoming. I really like this. Boy, he's a good fit, too. Travis or Jones Travis is Travis Jones there. is still okay, on the board. Okay, all right. That, that's the pick. Travis Jones right there. I agree. <laughs> Travis Jones. Oh, he is the textbook three technique in Matt Eberflus' oh, defense, isn't he? Per- perfect for it. Absolutely perfect for it. Love it. Yes, and that's the most important position in that Tony Dungy, Lovey Smith, Matt Eberflus system. It all depends on getting pressure on the quarterback with four and from the closest distance to the quarterback. Got some Tommy Harris to him. <laughs> Tommy Harris, yeah, indeed. Brings back a lot of memories of those days, indeed. And we're back on the clock at 71 for the Bears. And uh, right. uh, let's well, see. Uh, uh, the quarterbacks are falling, my man. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. And uh, let's uh, take a look at the offensive line, though, because I think that's clearly the priority for the I agree. I think we need to get one. uh, You got uh, Rasheed Walker, Matt Valetsko, Braxton Jones, Max Mitchell. A lot of these guys are projects. That's a little early for those guys. I I don't dislike some of those guys, but that's that's yeah, early. Very early. Uh, Darian Kennard from Kentucky. All right. uh, Oh. Cole Strange from Chattanooga, a guy who uh, I got the pleasure to sit down with him for a long time down in Mobile. This is a guy who played right tackle and right guard. They moved him to center. He'd never played it in his life, and he was great at it. That's that's the guy. That guy can move people in the run game. He can move pretty pretty stout. Look, he, he needs a little bit of technical refinement. But this is a, this is a guy who can start for you by the middle of your his rookie season and be a good one by the end of it. So I, I like I like Cole Strange a lot there. Yes, and uh, if you want to add to the linebacker room, you could add Leo Chanel. Uh, he and Roquan Smith in the middle of that Matt Eberflus defense would be very enticing, uh, but you need another edge. Uh, Drake Jackson still on the board. Yeah. Channing Tindall from Georgia still on the board. Uh, Troy Anderson from Montana State, very underrated prospect. Uh, Scott Kennedy on our uh, special previewing the linebacker prospects absolutely raved about Troy Anderson. Uh, Greg Dolchich, if you want to do a too tight uh, set with uh, him and uh, Cole Komet, very intriguing. And Nick Benito, if you want edge help, still a lot of great options for the Bears here. Mario Goodrich yeah. from Clemson, want corner. Um, Marcus Jones Marcus is a Jones, good one. Yeah. Cole Strange. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs, when Ryan Poles was director of Cops County, they drafted Tyree Kill, who had major character red flags. Sam Williams is staring at them here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, give me, give me, uh, give me Cole Strange. I, I'm, I'm good with him. I, I want him here. Yeah. So Ryan Poles gets uh, another offensive lineman to protect Justin Fields and Cole Strange, and this would make me do a backflip as a Bears fan with Sky Moore, Travis Jones, and Cole Strange. Oh my goodness! I That's would, a pretty good I'd day too. Having, <laughs> I would, I'd be having a party. Dare I say? <laughs> <laughs> but, I like it. Absolutely. I'm. 
that said, in reality, I'm not counting on a haul quite like this. But if we could get one hey, this close, I'd we be, got a I'd we got a dream, that. man. Of course, <laughs> I could still dream for four more weeks. And uh, now we uh, begin the Minnesota Vikings and this uh, three round mock draft. And when I look at the Vikings, uh, I see a secondary that needs absolute revamping. And especially with that Donatel coming in with that Vic Fangio defense, you're going to need a very, very good secondary that which he could utilize to disguise those looks and um, and confuse the quarterback and give that front enough time to get there by themselves. And you got Jermaine yeah, Johnson but- and Andrew Booth still on the board here. I think either wow. one of those two picks would be very, very good for the Vikings here. Or Devontae Wyatt. Devontae Wyatt would be a good fit as well. I like Andrew Booth a lot. I think – he doesn't have the long speed that you you want from an elite corner, but man, his feet are so good. His ball skills, his ability to identify where the receiver is going to go. Uh, but Jermaine Johnson, that guy's a flamethrower. Uh, I, you know what? I can't I can't look past Jermaine Johnson there. Uh, I I know I know they've just loaded up with Sidarius Smith, but Jermaine Johnson's a really really good player, a very high end prospect. We again another guy that we saw in Mobile tear things up, beat all comers every practice. Yes, and it's also important to know that that Zedarius Smith contract that he got from the Vikings is essentially just a one-year deal, as a yeah. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk reported, so they could get out of it after this year. So, And you can never have too many pass rushers, so Jermaine Johnson would make perfect sense for Ed Donatel's defense right there. And uh, we are almost on the clock again at 46. I'm going to hope that there's a are. corner here. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, we got a linebacker, couple linebackers. Well, uh, corners are very important, but Rick Spielman is no longer there. <laughs> That's right. George Payton. That's uh, true. And, and uh, no uh, GM, assist GM duo loved corners more than they did during their time in Minnesota, so to speak, especially <laughs> on days one and two of the draft. And, they didn't uh, love great ones, though. <laughs> uh, there were some exceptions. Xavier there there Rose were. Was the exception. They Z- just Xavier Rose to, was a good one. Like uh, roll the dice as many times as possible at that position until it turned up yeah. double sixes, so to speak. Yeah. I didn't hate Mike Hughes until he got hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Good, oh, okay. So we uh, got Jalen Jalen Peter. Here. You need a future at safety. And, and he can play he can play slot corner too for me, so I can move things around. That gives me some versatility. I he's gonna be he would be the just from what we're looking at, the best player that I have left on my board that, that fits what they want to do. So I'm going to take Petre there. Yeah, he was another guy we saw down in Mobile, I believe. No. Really good, smart player. Uh, I, again, I like I like the fact that he can line up. If you know, if they flex out their their tight end, he can play your slot corner. If they keep him in line, he can back off and, and play more of a, a a rangy safety type look. Yeah, absolutely. Ed Donatel would absolutely be thrilled with a haul like this. So we got him uh, another pass rusher with Jermaine Johnson and a, a safety tailor made for uh, the Ed Donatel Vic Fangio defense. Donatel and Fangio like those hybrid defensive backs that can line up at safety or corner because they could tackle first and foremost. And tackling ain't an option for defensive backs in this defensive scheme. And That's uh, true. the Vikings, uh, he, he Donatel would be pounding. The, the windows, everything inside of Petre was on the board there in the second round for the Vikings. And we right. now are at pick 77. They have Kirk Cousins extended, albeit only into 2023. Is this yeah, they, the part of the they, draft? I think you shouldn't be afraid to take the roll of a dice on a Carson Strong or a Sam Howell here. 
Yeah, I wonder how they feel about Kellen Mond from last year. Uh, I know that he wasn't Mike Zimmer's favorite, but uh, you know he isn't there anymore either. Um, Leo Chanel is very appealing here. Um, Shannon Tyndall is very appealing here. I like I like Tyndall's upside. Troy Anderson. That's a really I love the day two linebackers in this class, and we're, we're seeing them consistently fall where we need to here. I'm I'm gonna go with Tyndall there. I I like Tyndall's ability. Um, I, I think he's probably a little bit better in coverage than, than what Chanel is. Um, Chanel, if I need somebody to bench press a, a running back to the ground, he's my guy. But I, I, I think in space, I think Tyndall's probably a little bit better of a player. Thank you very much for that uh, brief scouting report and those two linebackers there, Jeff. And last but not least, it's the Green Bay Packers in their three-round mock draft. We got five picks to work with here. And we are going to be on the clock again very, very, very soon. Will it be a wide receiver? Will it be another edge rusher? Will it be somebody else? Let's take a look at right. the board. And Drake London is still available. <laughs> if Drake London falls this far yes. and the Panthers don't take it, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw a bottle of beer at his television. <laughs> this isn't even a discussion that we need to have further. It's Drake London is their pick. Uh, every yes. Packers fan in America is like, if you don't make that pick, you hate us. Well, yeah. um, I'm not, I'm not going to torch your draft. I can't do that. Yeah, Drake got, London uh, would got to have some integrity uh, in the draft process. He would be an ideal wide receiver one right off the bat for the Packers because uh, he uh, is very similar to uh, a lot of people were saying Mike Evans's comparison. I think a more realistic one, and this is not an insult, is Cortland Sutton to the Broncos. Uh, Cortland Sutton, that big oh. wide receiver that immediately turns those contested catches into 90-10 balls and who moves surprisingly well for a big man. Uh, Drake London and him are like peas in a pod. Yeah, I, I don't hate that comparison at all. I'm not as big of a fan of London as a lot of people are, but that doesn't mean that I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he's, he's certainly a great fit for what they need. Absolutely. And you got a potential great compliment. Oh, oh Drake, my goodness. If Chris Olave is still Chris the Olave and Traylon Burks is there. And Traylon Burks. Get two of those three receivers. Aaron Rodgers wow. is going to be happier than ever. So we talked about it a little bit earlier. Let, let's see if there's any pass rushers that are here because they do need to replenish. Boye Mafe. Oh, my Mafé. God. He fits what they want in an edge to a T. They took yeah, a does. similar prospect in Rashawn Gary. Couple years ago, very so similar player for Boye Mafe. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him there because I think that the wide receiver class is deep enough that I can get one a little bit later. Yes, and these uh, edge guys. Nothing, are nothing against the guys guy. who were there, like Alave and, and Burks. I love both those guys, and they'd be great fits. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust the depth of the class here a little bit. Roll yes, especially since there's more of a fall off after Boye Mafe is gone, especially given the injury to David Ojabo. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so unfortunate for him. But Absolutely, feel very very bad for David Ojabo. That's what it is. And yeah. the Packers were back on the clock at fifty three. Uh, right. In so, terms of offensive tackles, uh, they need uh, there. Daniel Falele, although I don't think he's a fit for what Matt Lafleur wants. I would agree, but we just scrolled. You just scrolled past um, George Pickens, and I like him in their offense as well as the field stretcher on the outside. I think we've lost a little bit of track of, of what he can do because he was hurt last year. You go back to going into the season, remember how good he was in 2020. This this was a guy that was seen as like a top 10 pick. If I'm getting him, where is it, 50-something, uh, I'm taking him. 
Yep, and we are back on the clock at 59 overall, and uh, we got to uh, – uh, right, Well, I so, think uh, we've taken two receivers already, and that is enough for now. David Bell, John. Yeah, Hutchins, I'd agree. Third. Yeah. Uh, we already have our edge for the Packers. Uh, Darian Kennard's not a bad pick. Darian Bieber's not a bad pick either. Leo Chanel, not no. a bad pick. Oh, Wisconsin guy. You, you got to go. You got. I'm, I'm going to feed the Wisconsin guys. So I'm going to feed the Badgers a Badger. <laughs> Yeah, Leo Chennault, definitely a, a freak athlete at linebacker with uh, even more potential to grow beyond the uh, run stuffer that he currently is. And uh, and those yeah, athletic he's... linebackers, uh, Joe Barry, their defense coordinator, they also run the Vic Fangio at Donatel defense. So you can use a guy like Chennault in that defense. Absolutely. And and Chennault's smart enough and athletic enough that he's going to be able to do what they need him to do. Um, he's, not, he's not Devondre Campbell. He's not a direct replacement for him. But I, I think you can make that work. They did resign to Andre Campbell, but uh, you. Uh, oh, they did, didn't they? Yes, but it. Okay, uh, I missed that. But that said, uh, I think he's, he's still good value there, and teaming them up to get that speed in the middle of the field, I think, would be very beneficial to this particular defensive scheme right here. Yeah. And. Can... All right. All right. So we got. We're so looking. Let's see if we have we any got... appealing offensive line. Options. Yeah, I was just going to say it's we're in that dark area. Spencer Buford's okay. He's more developmental. Lindstrom, he's okay. Um, Brandon Smith's a good player. We just filled that though. Um, Alec Pierce, wide receiver, is a good option. Jelani Woods at tight end is if you're looking for athletic upside at tight end. That's a guy that can. That would make. Aaron Rodgers happy. I don't know how happy he would make the rest of the, the franchise, but he's look the the pro day that he put on. My goodness, um, wow! You, you don't get more athletic than him. He's not there as a player yet, though. And I, I th this this team to me strikes me as a team that needs to b get players that can help now, because the the window of opportunity with Aaron Rodgers is is shrinking, and when it's gone. Um, no offense to Jordan Love, even though I'm not a fan, but if you're expecting to just him him to take over the reins and then lead them to back to where they were, he and that guy. <laughs> they know it. The Packers know he's not going to. That's why yeah. they uh, gave Rodgers a $50 million per year. Yeah. I, so I like Jeremy Ruckert a lot. He, I, think he, I think he can do a lot more than what he showed at Ohio State. I'm intrigued by him there. And, like, the offensive line class is just not – great here running back is not oh they're they're fine at running back with yeah. uh with the big boy that they got last year from from bc so um uh, give me a record i'll take record there uh, probably probably higher than what he's going to go in reality but i'm uh, I, I i do think that people are sleeping on him a little bit because of how ohio state used him this is a guy that has more ability than what he showed at least i think so he is Jeff Risden, ladies and gentlemen, the co-host of the Detroit Lions podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Jeff Risden. And where can we check out the Detroit Lions podcast, Jeff? Uh, you can find it on YouTube. It comes out, uh, search Detroit Lions podcast. It's really easy. <laughs> I intend to do that a lot these next several weeks, Jeff. Thank you so much once again for joining us. And that's it for today here on Sports Crunch. But we'll be back very soon to continue our 2022 Dash to the Draft Divisional Tour with a stop in the AFC North. So stay tuned. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at dcrom 59 and on Instagram at SportsCrunch with dcrom. And remember, that's Crunch with a K. Also, be sure to check out the new and improved SportsCrunch.com, where my second mock draft in the 2022 cycle will be posted by the end of this week. 
For Jeff Risden, this is David Cromwell saying so long, stay awesome, and whatever you are doing, please keep the brave people of Ukraine in your thoughts and prayers. Until next time, cats and kittens, stay cool. Stay cool.